John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. How are you, gentlemen? It's summer, and I'm excited because this is a subject that has ranked very high, and that is how do you improve influencing skills in a marketplace that is not as urgent as it was before? Are there any things, John, that you can think of that an agent can start doing that can help put deals together? Because in some markets... But create an urgency where it doesn't exist. Correct. In your mind, it doesn't exist, but it always exists. Because people always are having babies and divorces and marriages. And, and a buyer wants that house for a reason. A buyer wants it. As much as they tell you they don't, if they're out there in the market and they spot something they love, they want it. So uh, it's interesting because, you know, I had a bit of a tip off, Troy, that, that Tom wanted to talk about this today. So I thought about it on the way here. A couple of things come to mind for me. First thing, you, you have to always exist in authenticity and integrity. So, you know, the, the old real estate cliche of, well, if you invent buyers, that'll create demand. No, no, you, you don't invent buyers or offers. You tell the truth 24-7, 365. And that's the only way to go to bed at night, put your head on the pillow and have a great real estate career. So I think, John, it would be fair to say most buyers do not believe an agent when he says, I want to sell it to you, but by the way, I've got another buyer. I think that story is long gone. And unless you say it with integrity and you've built the right to have that um, comment believed, because th there's no doubt that the industry suffers sort of a bit of a lack of credibility, but the, there are also individuals within the industry that have high integrity and high credibility. Mm. And, and you must be. Hopefully our listeners are, are, are that subset. So I think that's really important. Um, we've spoken before also about negotiation, Tom, around care, but not that much, which um, you know was, was what we read in the, the Herb Cohen book many years ago, how to negotiate anything, or you can negotiate anything. You know, when I'm with a buyer, so I'm always talking about, Tom, if this is the home for you and your family, let's own it for you. And, yeah. and, and let's put pen to paper and let's have your family in here in six weeks. Let's not mess around. If it's not, let's keep looking and I'll keep looking with you until the day you find something through me or someone else. I think that if you, if you try too hard and try, it's a bit of a paradox that it's almost, you know, and you've seen this in sport, your sporting career too, the harder you try for something, it, it sometimes just pushes you further and further away from the outcome. So you see that, you know, what's often called in sporting terms, effortless effort. Mm -hmm. Great athletes that almost look like they're sort of half asleep and cruising, and that's because they have that effortless effort. So I think the same in real estate. You must be confident, authentic, and have that effortless effort in the zone, if you will, around you. Um, the other thing is, of course, there's nothing like, and you, you talked about it before, Tom, in terms of, you know, sort of a funny anecdote around creating artificial tension. I'm talking about creating real competitive tension where there are real buyers vying for the property, not manufactured buyers um, that someone's come up with. So I think in any market, you have to be good at pricing and dealing with pricing, and you also have to be great at marketing. Because John, those two things create people, and people create social proof. And social proof is the reason why a lot of people go into one restaurant and not even knowing why they're going in, but they just see that there's a lot of people. And what you've just said there, if it's priced right and it's marketed well, it's going to have a lot of people there, and yep. that creates tension. No matter what the market is. I mean, you know, people say, yeah, but John, you don't understand the market's not as good as it used to be. I'm saying, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Every mortgagee sale goes to the market and sells well with lots of bidders because they take the price away and, and people are just told it's going to sell on the day. So people turn up. It, it's when agents overprice property or vendors' expectations are for a price that may no longer for that moment in time exist that properties start passing in. 
if you know if you are there and you know the market and you know the buyers and you're aligned with your seller and you're aligning your seller with your buyers and you're creating competitive tension every market should theoretically be as strong as every other market so um, I think they're just a few things but auctions have always been a situation that um, have got the ability to create that tension whether it's competition Mm -hmm. whether it's um, uh, scarcity the fact that you miss out on something whether it's social proof the fact that everyone's going for it it must be good I mean, there are certain things, psychological laws, and I think that there's a great book written by Dr. Robert Caldini called Influence, mm-hmm. where he, he, he talks the fact that... Scarcity. Scarcity. You know, humans... Uh, and social proof. You're and social, social proof. proof and scarcity, you're right. You're right. Uh, look, no, I think th- there's no doubt about that. So if you can look a buyer in the eye and say, Tom, look, I have three other people vying for this property. If this is not for you, there's no problem because I'll find another one for you. If you want this, let's put a really strong bid in. And that sort of authentic energy and language when it's a real scenario, it's not manufactured because you might think you can manufacture a situation once, but I've got to tell you, people hear about it, they find out about it, your name gets eroded. Um, yeah, so I, I think you've it's... Always, John, you've always been, from when I've known you, the person that um, did not come across as desperate and needy um, um, to get the deal. You simply believe, you, you detach from the outcome, let's just do what the right thing is, and if the right thing is a sale, that's the right thing and everyone's yeah. happy. If it's not, and um, people snore desperation a mile away, they do. don't they? And they run a mile from it. So I, I think it's really, so how do you create sense of urgency? If we kind of recapped a bit, um, it's got to be done from a base of integrity, it's got to be real, can't be manufactured, or you're going to get found out. Um, so that, that's really critical. Um, two is care, but not that much. So desperation repels people. Confidence and calm attracts people towards you. Three is genuine competitive tension where you have more than one party that wants to participate in your service or buy your property. All of that makes you an in-demand or your product in-demand. So I think uh, really critical. And to do that, you need to be expert around pricing and having a pricing discussion with your client managing expectations and marketing. You must be a confident marker in any scenario. I don't, I don't mind whether you think the market's up, down or sideways. When a property goes to market and, and you're representing it, you must confidently take it to the market and let everyone on the planet know they can own it. So I think if you do all those things, Troy, I mean, it's sort of a, a short but sweet, I think, scenario. And I think that, that really sums it up. I agree. I think every single element that you've mentioned um, speaks volumes for the agents that have been most successful. It, re- it shows what their caliber is and what they're doing di- time and time again to get success and deal with people authentically and real that creates momentum. And, and you can see that they're, it's a marathon. And so that's a good can... word, Troy, to end it on is momentum because if you're the guy or gal that is selling all the properties and listing all the properties, that attracts. And then when someone comes in, I remember when I was with Bob Bowling years ago shadowing him in Brighton, Michigan. And he, his assistant used to qualify the buyers. Her name was Regina Benson. She used to qualify the buyers. And she would say, Mr. Panos, what I'd like you to do is if we could work with our mortgage broker to get you pre-qualified, the properties that Mr. Boland will be showing you will be very well priced and in high demand. So what's really important is that you're in a position to make a decision when you spot the one that you and your family would love to buy. Mm. So his assistant, or CSM as we would call them in our world nowadays, 
was pre-qualifying and creating that. She was creating competitive tension before it actually even existed, but she wasn't doing it inauthentically. It was a reality that he was the number one agent in the world. He was selling like, you know, 50 properties every six or eight weeks. And, and they were priced at a level where he was sort of selling one after the other one a day. <laughs> so he was creating. So I like the word momentum. And I think if as agents, if we get from inertia to momentum, from momentum to tipping point, we should talk about this in the new year, I think, on one of our podcasts early next year. You get to tipping point, and that's generally about 20% of the market or more, and then all of a sudden you can shoot away to run away. So, so, so we're going to finish up on that, but I do want to go on to another podcast, talk about that, because it appears the people that do the best in real estate in Australia and New Zealand and probably in the world are people that have got that momentum tipping point and they're at no-brainer level yep. and they act and behave in that way and um, buyers and sellers take that energy off that Let's person. do that in the new year because I think that would be really good because I want to start in our January, February podcast is making sure everyone has got a robust plan for the coming 12 months. So we'll talk about that, but we still have a couple of couple of uh, short days two, left two, to go. Two weeks, two weeks to go to Christmas. Christmas. Two very, weeks. 14 weeks before Santa Tommy. So okay. we'll... Uh, well, I've, I've, this is the first. I've got uh, 11, 12 auctions on the 19th of December. Ooh. So I can tell you that people are still listing and selling real estate. So they sell them up to New Year's Eve, not just Christmas Eve. You and I know, Tom, so do you, Troy, that people sell property, not always auction, but they sell right through to Christmas and New Year's Eve. So we'll more about that next week, and then we'll wish everyone well after that. See you then, guys and girls. Bye.